0: Are you ready to go the distance? Go the disco, the disco, the distance. When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan.
1: So, what's the plan? Plan? Right now, plan?
0: An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.
2: This is Mark from Mark on Money, and today we're going to talk about what is going on with this market.
1: And now,
2: live from the heart of
1: Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gill. Key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You can be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make
2: a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got
1: questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in. The mark on money.
3: Hey, welcome in, everybody. This is Mark on Money with Mark Giehl's. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. And uh, Mark Giehl's, of course, certified financial planner, a fiduciary, more than 30 years experience. Uh, EFS Wealth Management is where you find him. EFS, the number four, the letter U.com is the website. I encourage you to check that out. And, uh, yeah, Mark, you, you said a mouthful in about four words. <laughs> the market, um, you know, early in the week, it was, it was uh, you know, it was panic, I think, for some.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had an 8% one-day uh, up and down move um, in the S and P five hundred, and you know a two thousand plus point move in the Dow from you know a thousand points down, a thousand point recovery plus ended up for the day. Um, you know that's just the craziness, and you know these things. You know we're just visiting a little bit, and you know these types of things are are not uncommon. Um, you know, we saw not quite as precipitous of a decline uh, in September of 21. Um, we saw a very similar decline to this in December of 2018. Um, the last time the Federal Reserve really was in the middle of raising interest rates, and the market lost about 15 to 20% uh, in what would be called a stair-step um, sell-off where the market went down 2-3% every day and it just, you know, was a cascade uh, effect. And But um, in 2019, we had one of the best returns that the market saw. And so I think we're setting up, the markets are setting up today to do the same thing. Um, I think the markets are extremely oversold right now. Um, we don't think that, you know, this is the end of this equity bull market cycle yet um and this is not anything that's unusual you know if you look back at statistics um, and again I'm, i'm going off the top of my head here people um so i've been doing this for a long time i've looked at these charts for you know years and years and years and i'm trying to remember um and maybe steve you can can help me if i'm i'm off because i know you know some of these statistics too that a a three to five percent market pullback happens about three times a year, and so that's nothing. Three um, to five percent negative returns, you know, can happen in two, three, four, five days, a week, week and a half, a couple weeks, um, and they're just part of um, the overall volatility of the markets. And then you have you know five to ten percent pullbacks, um, which. They happen a couple times a year. And then you have what the the pundits would call a market correction where an index goes down by more than 10% and goes down between 10 and 20%. And that actually happens about once every 15 months historically. Uh, So almost once every year and a half, um, you get a 10 to 20% pullback in indices And then once every about three years, uh, you have a 20% or greater, um, sell off in the markets, you know, and we've had one already. We had one in March of 2020 at the beginning of the pandemic, um, 2018, yeah, it was like 18% in some indices. Um, but if you look at what, what is going on in the market, You know the small cap the russell 2000 is down by more than 20 percent from its high um the emerging market index is negative over the last 12 months the nasdaq is down by i think it was down by close to 25 percent um the s p and the dow jones industrial average didn't you know hasn't really hit that 20 plus percent negative return but there's Definitely a host of individual stocks that are down by 25, 35, 45, even over 50% from their all-time highs just a few months ago. So when you look at the internals of the market, the internals are super ugly. And so what that tells me is that the market is really setting itself up for a change in leadership and rallies to new highs. And the highs that we've seen the markets being driven to prior to this um, blip on the radar, is what I would say, uh, was by your large mega-cap growth companies. Um, and what you've seen is you've seen a slight pullback for those. Uh, what I would imagine will happen is those will continue to languish and we'll see a change in leadership <clears throat> take over. Um, and What do you mean by Mark, that, Mark, Mark? A change in leadership. Well, a a change from the large cap growths to probably value, small caps, um, mid caps. Um, Again, you know, you've got a ton of stocks that are down over 30%. Uh, I don't know what the exact amount is, but it's over half of the S&P 500 index, I believe I was reading, is down by over 30%. Right. Um, So massive buying opportunities. You know, if you're buying stocks and you're buying these companies, you know, two months ago, well, now some of them are down thirty to forty percent. People are like, "Geez, I don't want to put any money in the market." Well, it's crazy. You, you know, three months ago, you were happy to buy them, and now they're down thirty forty percent. That's the epitome of a market sell off. Is that there's blood in the streets? There's tons of opportunities out there, uh, and I don't think this is the end. Um, and the reason I don't think so is because of the statistics, the statistics that I've said before. And we're really in what I would term um, as, you know, we're still in the upward cycle of a cyclical bull market. in in a cyclical bull market, you have pullbacks, you have corrections, you even have bear markets in cyclical bull markets. But we're in a cyclical bull market that started in 2009. Typically, those markets will last 13 to 15, 17, 18 years in length. Um, before you turn into what is called a cyclical bear market. Each of those markets require a really different way to invest your money. In a cyclical bull market, you can pretty much make money just about anywhere um, because everything goes up. In a cyclical bear market, which an example of that would be what markets did from March of 2000 until 2012 So it was about 11, 12 years that you didn't make any money. You know, if you invested in March of 2000, you didn't get your money back for 12 years. You didn't break even.
3: Is that considered the lost decade? Is that where that comes from? Yeah, that's
2: what's called the lost decade. But that's happened many times before. Um, If you Google cyclical bear bull markets, you'll see a chart that shows – you know, market cycles, you'll see the cyclical bull markets and they go up and then you have a plateau for a f- number of years. And then you have another cyclical bull market, then another plateau. Um, so it's kind of like walking up a flight of stairs and then stopping on a floor and just kind of not going anywhere for a while. Although you know, the, the cyclical bear markets are ugly. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where we're at. So, you know, here's, Here's what I think. I think, you know, we have currently where we're sitting as as I'm recording this podcast, um, we're sitting at probably about 100, maybe 150-point downside risk in the market. But I think we have about 800 to 1,000 points upside this year. So if you're an investor and you're saying, well, you know what? what's the, you know, I, should I invest my money now with everything going on in the market, all the volatility, you know, they're talking about it's going to go down another 10, 15%. Maybe we'll go back down to 3,300 or whatever that level is. If, if I'm right, well, there's a 150 point downside risk, you know, that's maybe three, 4%, but there's 20% upside potential in the market. To me, that's a pretty good investment period to put money to work. Mm-hmm. You know, 3% down, up and I think we have probably um, a couple years left I think our year end target that we are setting for the S&P 500 index this year is 5,000 to 5,200 sometime later on this year uh, for our target and our target by the end of the bull market so when we're at The top, and now we're looking to transition into what I would call a cyclical bear market, is probably around Dow 50,000 and S&P six to seven thousand range, maybe even a little bit higher than that, because as you move into those ending uh, days and months of the end of a bull market, you have significant euphoria and prices go crazy. Um, <clears throat> not unlike what we saw with some of um, the individual names that we saw last year, but even more so everything goes up. Everything goes crazy like we saw, you know, at the end of 1999 2000s um, you know, it was just, you know, 25%, 50%, you know, IPOs that you know, were coming out every day that were going up 2 3 4 500%. Um, that's, that's the top. And how will you know the top is there? Well, you watch the media, you know, right now the media is calling for a bear market and all this ugliness and so forth and so on. That's why I don't think it's there. Um, and the fear index has increased exponentially, which means that a lot of people are afraid. A lot of people have sold, um, those typically aren't, um, the end of bull markets, um, typically, the end of bull markets are continued optimism in, you know, the face of even sell-offs. And and we're not seeing that yet. Um, so I think you watch the media and it's going to be the bell that rings that is signaling we are very close to the end of this run-up in equity prices across the board. And we're transiting, transitioning into an ugly period for markets. Um, You know, I don't know what that'll look like, um, but I do know that passive investing is, you know, you don't just buy and hold uh, during a bear market. Buy and hold is going to tear you to pieces. So you've got to have a different plan. You've got to be more diversified. You know, I think, you know, looking at what's just happened in this sell-off, you know, a good example is emerging markets have, have uh, outperformed US equities by about five percent year to date. In other words, they've done five percent better. Yes, they've gone down, but they've also done five percent better in terms of what your money would be worth. And I think you're going to see that going forward. I think international markets forward over the over as far as I can see are going to outperform US equities. Okay. So wow. it, and, and again um, you know, there's thousands of companies out there. People tend to invest and have what's called home bias. Um, and home bias means that you typically invest in the country you live in. And it's true across the world. Um, even people that were in Greece, when the Greek stock market lost 90% of their value, most of those people knew that ugliness was coming but they stayed invested just in their country's equities, and saw their values in their portfolios lose about ninety percent of their value um, when their economy, you know, crashed because of um, austerity measures. You know, they defaulted on their national debt, so forth and so on. Uh, a lot of people don't know that story, and, and Greece isn't. Really big enough to make a big difference, but it was worrisome because they were worried that okay, Greece is first, then there's Italy, you know, and then there's Spain, and you know, there's a lot of EU companies had that, that or countries that had, um, you know, debt problems, right? You know, and the other countries complained that they had to bail them out. You know, we've seen that in this country. You sure, know, yeah. we've seen you know, states that have mismanaged and are continuing to mismanage and other states that, you know, run budget surpluses and uh, states that have budget deficits and, um, you know, kind of similar to that situation. But that's what I think. That's what, you know, markets are looking like. And, again, so that goes back to, again, more importantly, how do you plan for those types of, events. How do you plan for continued upswings? How do you plan for, you know, a long downturn in equity prices of 10 years uh, or more? Um, You know, if you look at Japan, you know, you wouldn't want to have, wouldn't want to have had home buyers in Japan because their equity prices declined for 20 years. You know, that that's not a way to fund retirement. No. And so what is so, the solution,
3: Mark? I mean, what are you doing? Well, how how do we, well, how do we to live To be with
2: diversified, this? Um, to be aware of you know what's going on and understanding the, the financial markets and more than likely to work with um, someone that is not what I would term um, a passive investor. Well, let's put you in XYZ mutual funds. You call up your advisor, markets are down you know, hey, you know, we're going to buy and hold, you know, buy and hold forever uh, is not the strategy you want to have your advisor tell you that they're going to do. You don't want to hear the term, I think, um, you know, that long term, you're going to make money in the markets. Well, that's great. But if you're 70 years old, long term means 20 years. Does that mean that you've got to wait till you're 90 until you get your money back? God, I hope well, not. Well, <laughs> in some instances, that is the definition of long-term. And I would agree with that. I think long-term, yes, you're going to make money in the markets. But if you're going into retirement or retired, long-term uh, is not a word that really makes sense uh, as an investment strategy. You know, if you're 30, 35, 40, Absolutely. You know, you can invest your money long term and don't have to worry about, you know, the market's volatility or a long d- downturn because you don't need to take any money off of your market, out of, off of your investments. But we employ a time segmented distribution. And so what we want to see is if you're moving into retirement and you're in that retirement red zone, so that's five to 10 years before retirement, you want to be putting money into guaranteed investments. Your goal is not to earn returns; it's to protect principle so that you have a guarantee that no matter what happens, you're going to be able to retire on the date that you want to retire on. So that if the markets go down go down twenty percent, you just didn't have your four hundred one k like now invested, and you just saw it lose twenty percent of your value. So your million dollars went to eight hundred thousand, and you're like geez, I can't retire now. I got to call my company up and say, I got to keep working because I just lost $200,000 of my retirement nest egg. I was planning on that million dollars being there and that's what I was going to live off of and that was my goal. And now it's not there anymore. Well, time segmented distribution would have already taken that piece of your pie and split it up into segment number one, which would have been fixed income. And you would not have seen that money decline because it would have been guaranteed um you know in a product you know for example a laddered bond strategy with bonds maturing you know for what the principal was that was invested into them laddered cds a fixed annuity um you know there's there's those are the strategies for bucket number one and there there's you know a couple other ones that we sit down and and go over with people you know this is how you can draw money off of your portfolio and you can find this strategy if you go to our website at EFS the number four the letter U dot com, um, and click on do I have enough income to retire? And it's a strategy that explains that time segmented distribution, putting your money into all those different buckets. Um, and also, you know, you can always give us a call. You know, send me an email, give me a call, 712-224-4651. You know, we've got four advisors in our office. We're a large firm. Uh, we have multiple locations, Sioux City, Sioux Falls, Sgt. Bluff, um, a couple locations at some branch offices in a credit union. Um, and so we have the time, we have the experience to give you some direction. Uh, maybe you're not a good fit. Maybe you don't want to move your money to us or engage us um, for a retirement income plan. Um, but we still offer complimentary consultations, so we'll visit with you. I can visit with you for a half hour, 45 minutes, and I can pretty much tell you uh, if we would add some value to your uh, situation and maybe show you some things that you didn't know.
3: Well, I think that that really speaks volumes, Mark, in terms of your clients today, they can still sleep tonight because their money is safe that they need right now. And and so that's that's if you're getting into retirement soon or if you're already in retirement, that's how you set up that plan. That's that segmented distribution strategy that you use.
2: Yep, and he, and here's what happens. Um Don um came into our meeting uh earlier the week and he uh said, "Is anybody getting any calls from anybody worried about, you know, what's going on in the markets?" And uh you know, we we're all sitting there as a group and and nobody has gotten a phone call. Wow. Um, wow, I gotten that's one, fantastic. None, none of our advisors has gotten one phone call from anybody. Um, you know, usually there's a couple of people that call, you know, no matter what. Sure. Uh, I haven't heard from them either yet. Um, and I'm waiting for them because they usually, you know, I don't think the market's quite bottom yet because I haven't got a phone call from them yet because they're my barometer. Usually when I get a call from uh, one of them. Uh, if I have any money sitting aside, I invest it because he's been able to be the best barometer for picking the very low of the market going back as far as I can remember. Wow. Because uh, he always wants to get out and do something different, you know, or, you know, the sky is falling. Sure. Or, you know, whatever. Well, here's
3: another, th- I think, indicator, Mark, and you've said this before, that when when the media starts calling you, that's when things are bad.
2: Right? Yeah, I've got want, a phone they call hear... yet from the media yet. Yeah, you know, so maybe you... we need to lose 2,000 points on the Dow, and then maybe <laughs> I'll get a phone call um, from the media uh, asking about what the markets are doing. Because, yeah, you're right. Um, usually, um, I will get a phone call from one of the media places you know, to talk about what's going on with the markets. And you know, usually, you want to be doing one of two things when that happens. Usually, you want to be either selling what they're asking me about or buying what they're asking me about. You know, so I got a phone call at the top of the Bitcoin, the first Bitcoin run up, um, and Bitcoin went on to lose 70% of its value. Um, I've gotten a phone call just about at every single bottom um, in the market. Same thing with the pandemic low. I got a phone call there. I got a phone call in December of 18. Um, I got a phone call, a couple of them in 2008, 2009, Uh, phone call in 2002. Um, you know, and almost every single time, it was at or near the lows of the market. Sure. Well, again, I, I think that's a that's
3: a good indication. But the, the other part that just I I find so refreshing is the way that you set up a plan, and it 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 doesn't matter what the market does. And you've said that before, but this is I mean, this is a great example of why that what that means and why that is what it is.
2: Yeah, our goal is is to always have a smart place to take your money no matter what's going on market-wise. So, our goal is if you need 20, 30, 50, 100,000 and markets are down 20%, we've got a place to go grab it that has not suffered losses. You know, so not only can we create an income plan that segments distributions, but we can have alternative sources similar to that income plan for lump sum distributions. So, um, you know, we never want to sell something at a loss. And so, and here's another thing that I think is really setting up the end of the bull market is these kinds of sell-offs and recoveries. Um, Because we've seen a number of them, you know, 2018, last Mm -hmm. fall, the pandemic, you know, 2015, 2011, um, really, all through this bull market, we really haven't seen a true, what I would term, um, extended bear market where investments have gone down and they've gone down for a long time. Other than maybe in small company stocks, they're down, um, you know, about seven or eight months. I mean, we're at about a seven, eight, nine month low in uh, the Russell 2000 and we're at a low. Uh, in emerging markets, which would tell me that, that those are probably the best places to invest in the ones that are going to outperform at the end of this cycle. But I think what it's really doing is it's it's conditioning us to fail and to lose lots of money when the market does turn around, because what will happen is people will be, you know, just hold on. The markets are going to come back and they won't, you know, they won't come back. And so it'll be just like 2001 and two. I remember it very well where, um, I don't remember how many quarters it was, but every single quarter, and this was, you know, really before most people had online access and looks at looked at their accounts every single day when that to me, that's scary to do that. Right. Um, but no, the markets lost money every single quarter for like 10, 11 quarters in a row. So, I mean, that's, that's like two and a half years. Um, every single quarter you got your statement and you had less money and that went on for two and a half years. Um, and that just wears on you, you know, a lot of times, a lot of what happened in, in March of, you know, in March of, uh, um, 20, you know, during the pandemic is that crash was so fast and recovery was underway by the time people were opening up their statements or even figured out what the heck was going on with their accounts, and the market pretty much recovered it and, and it didn't take that long, same thing with all the other things that all the other really market setbacks that we've seen, you know September of last year, you know we had you know really the worst September since two thousand and eleven um and the market recovered and set new highs within two two and a half months yeah. and you know so when those types of things happen, people are like, oh yeah, it's just it's just the market's doing what they're doing, I'm just gonna stay invested, and the markets come back." And then in a true bear market, that doesn't happen. In um, a bear market, I think the next time around is going to be more like 2001 and two, uh, where it's going to be multi-year. You know, um, you know, 73, 74 were you know two back-to-back brutal years where the market posted double-digit losses, you know, two years in a row. And I think when this bull market ends, I think that's what we'll see is, you know, not and it won't be a crash. I think it'll be it'll start like this and then the market will recover and then it will go down another five percent and then maybe up another three and then down five, up three, down five, up three, down five, and that'll continue on quarter after quarter after quarter until we're down forty percent.
3: Wow. I mean, again, those are the kinds of things that, that that come with experience, Mark. And and because you've seen that and you've lived through it, you've been able to help people continue to retire and, you know, in a, in a, successfully retire and still right. have money that's going to last them the rest of their life.
2: Yeah. And you have to remember the favorite term in a bear market is zero is your hero. Um, earning okay. no return is better than losing money sure. And so you don't always have to be invested. um, But you do have to have a plan. You don't want to leave your money sitting in cash and let inflation erode it to half of its value either over a decade, which is what's happening right now. So, yeah, we're in a we're in a we're in a very, you know, precarious situation where we've got high inflation, volatile equity prices, the pandemic still going on. Uh, But I believe markets are headed higher. But I do believe probably towards the end when the pandemic becomes endemic and, you know, we have more therapeutics, um, you know, maybe another true uh, vaccine that is more um, of a flu shot, probably I wouldn't call it a vaccine more like an annual shot that's directed against whatever the current variant is. That's probably circulating at that time. Omicron 10, you know, (laughs) sure it will be. Um, So Anyway, that's my that's that's what's going on, a little current perspective on what's going on out there um in markets um you know, and it'll be recorded for all you know, for all time to go and listen to to see if you know, I was right. Well, generally speaking, Mark, we had this discussion before that
3: at the beginning of the pandemic, you made some statements and then they held to be true.
2: Yeah, so yeah, you can go back and listen to it and go to our website at efs the number 4 letter u.com. Um, it was on my radio show back then, um, and yeah, it was at the bottom of the market um, that you know I basically said it's probably equivalent to a once in a lifetime buying opportunity. Uh, maybe you know they don't happen that often. Um, you know, Peter Lynch has a favorite a favorite saying. I should I should really put it up on my wall. Um, because I, I think it does hold true. It definitely holds true in a cyclical bull market In a cyclable bear market. I'm not so sure, but he did say once the market's correct by 20% or more, you should take half of whatever cash you have and invest in it. If it's down by over 30%, you should invest the rest because that only happens, you know, once every four or five years that we get uh, a 30% or more correction in the markets. Um, And if it's down by over 40%, that hardly ever happens. And if that ever happens, you should find whatever's in your couch cushion and invest the rest of it. Don't go mortgage the house. You should never do that. No. But, you know, reallocate funds. You know, if you've got a 60-40 portfolio, increase it to 70-30, 80-20. You know, sell what's gone down less, buy what's gone down more. Um, You know, when those markets are down 40-plus percent, You know, that's only happened twice um, in my uh, investing career. So twice in 31 years, markets have lost, you know, over 40%. uh, And both of them turned out to be huge buying opportunities where you would have doubled your money in a matter of a year, year and a half.
3: Well, I think the best advice is just to give you a call, come on in, you know, begin that process and, you know, just have the comfort and and the insight and the experience working with you. To me, that's what that's what this is all about.
2: Yeah. 712-224-4651. EFS Wealth Management is our name and uh, helping people plan their retirement is our game.
1: Securities offered through Securities America Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors Inc., and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and in guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims paying ability of the issuing company.
0: If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls, like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com.